from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Back on Beeson's Primetime Action, live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Adam Candy as well here tonight in for Matt Brown, Isaiah Rinkel in for Kelly Bidlin. I got one eye on a uh, preseason football game that I'm betting here between the Bills and the Lions. Oh, laundry on the field. That's not good for me. Three to three uh, in this ball game with uh, under five minutes left in uh, the first half. Have the uh, Lions on the money line have... Uh, the under 18. The under's looking good. The money line on the Lions, not so much. I may end up splitting that. Uh, live lines there. Buffalo favored by two and a half for the full game. Total 30 and a half now in that one. Uh, Titans beating the Falcons 10 to nothing in the second quarter there in Atlanta. And uh, I don't know exactly how much time is left. Let me get you the exact time. 10.04 left in the second quarter there. Uh, live lines, Titans favored by 7.5 with that 10 to nothing lead currently. The uh, in-game total at 33.5. In that one, and a whole bunch of baseball scores, Adam. That there are, just to finish the uh, thought from the other side about the NFC, quickly uh, basically figure out what do you think about the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Bears, the Vikings, the Falcons, and then w- adjust accordingly to those stage of elimination props that, uh, that we talked about. Well said. In Major League Baseball, Cincinnati and Philadelphia are into the top of the fourth inning. The Phillies, minus 145 behind Zach Wheeler, plus 115 on Tyler Maley with no score. Uh, total has adjusted to five and a half juiced to the over. 
Milwaukee and Pittsburgh remain in a weather delay. Uh, it is raining cats and dogs in Pennsylvania at the moment. That would be Brett Anderson and Mitch Keller going in that one. Anderson minus 225, Keller plus 175, 9.5 total. The Indians have struck first behind Zach Plesak. They have a 2-0 lead in Detroit over the Tigers. Minus 330 on the Indians, plus 240 coming back on the Tigers. The total of 8.5, juiced to the under. A Corey Seager RBI double has the Los Angeles Dodgers ahead of the Mets. One nothing at City Field in New York. Mets plus 230 to come back. Seven and a half is your adjusted total in that game. Minus 135 on the under. The Cubs, should we call them the Baby Cubs, the Iowa Cubs? They're 4-1 ahead of the Miami Marlins here in the second inning. Uh, it is 11 and a half now on the total juice to the over Marlins plus 215 coming back. And the Boston Red Sox, if you like those, brain-dead parlays that Gil was talking about earlier, fading some of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Well, you would at least be cashing that part of it tonight as they are trailing the Red Sox 4-1 to one at Fenway. 12.5 is your total. Orioles plus 650. Nick Pavetta on the bump for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and this uh, baseball game that you mentioned, which has uh, playoff implications for both teams, Cincinnati trying to chase the Padres for the number two wild card position in the National League and the Phillies uh, atop Atop the uh, NL East, don't Cubs fans know it? Uh, with a uh, with currently with a uh, half game lead, half game lead over the Mets, and a uh, full game lead over the Braves in the NL East. Zero uh, zero, as you mentioned, at the top of the fourth. Zach Wheeler, and the reason I bring this up is because he's obviously the uh, favorite right now for the National League Cy Young Award. Gave up an infield single uh, to start off this inning to uh, Tyler Naquin, and then he uh, he hit. Nick Castellanos, it was kind of ugly, almost uh, almost uh, up to the head region, and uh, luckily Nick Castellanos okay. And now Joey Votto at the plate with nobody out and runners at first and second to face uh, the, uh, once again, the Cy Young favorite in Zach Wheeler. And Votto goes deep to center, deep, and that is unplayable. Three-run jack for Joey Votto. So after a uh, performance from Lance Lynn in the American League, the uh, favorite in the AL Cy Young uh award market yesterday that was mediocre zach wheeler now gives up a three-run shot on the nl side and the reds lead the phillies three to nothing top of the four there uh buffalo bills do get in the end zone so that makes it 10 to 3 buffalo which means i'm only hoping for a split at best at this point that is accurate information if you were involved. Also, by the way, in that Reds and Phillies game, uh, the Phillies have now moved to plus 260, if you're believing in a comeback. Tyler Maley on the mound for Cincinnati has been quite effective this year, 3.70 RA. Explain to me, Adam, why I decided to bet this uh, preseason game between Detroit and Buffalo. Only if you are going to explain to me why I decided to bet Eagle Steelers last night. <laughs> well, again, I have. I think I had the under part right. Of course, I could be proven wrong here momentarily. Uh, that would be a uh, an unhealthy reminder of uh, betting the National Football League. But uh, Detroit didn't uh, play their end of the uh, the bargain. They did not keep up their end of the bargain. Skill Alexander, it's Adam Candy. It's a Friday night here on Primetime Action. Let's talk with uh, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus about real football beyond the preseason. Uh, you can follow him at Eric underscore PFF uh, on Twitter. Eric, you don't bet preseason football, do you? Gil, what do you think? Oh, PFF underscore Eric, by the way. The answer is no, although sometimes you might. How about that? I think that's fair. I do think, like, just as a strategy tip, um, you know, if you're thinking about um, sort of getting your your sort of muscles uh, worked out, 
this time of year. Um, with the totals in the mid-30s, most games lined between, uh, you know, pick and two and a half, uh, there are, like, a lot of Wong teaser options in the NFL during the preseason. And what uh, what Eric is referring to is uh, Stanford Wong, which, by the way, is a pseudonym, not the gentleman's real name, uh, wrote a book about sports betting so many years ago and identified, among other things, the most profitable teasers. Teasers are when you bet two or more legs. They could be sides. They could be totals. Um, and but the, the catch is that you have you are you're able to adjust that side or that total. So you could bring a. Uh, uh, seven-point favorite down to a one-point favorite, for instance. The catch is you have to hit both of those once you adjust it, either the two-legger or the three-legger, whatever it is, and the odds will uh, will increase as you increase legs. But the catch is you have to hit them all. So Stanford Wong identified the most profitable, the most plus EV of all of those teaser uh, legs on the sides, uh, teasing favorites of, uh, say, uh, seven and a half, more than seven, down through the seven and the three, so that you're playing a favorite of, uh, of under that amount, but you got uh, through the key numbers of seven or three. Also applies to uh, teasing favorites uh, or dogs, I should say dogs of uh, plus one through the three and the seven, so you catch more than seven points. By the way, it does not apply to road favorites of more than seven points teased down, so... Stanford Wong, Wong Teasers, just a brief sort of synopsis. Why, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, earlier in the show, we were going through some props up at DraftKings talking about where teams would be eliminated. Stage of elimination props, missed the playoffs uh, in the divisional round, et cetera, et cetera, all the way through the Super Bowl. Uh, curious from your perspective, just on, on the math of it all, uh, if there you think there's any value or any particular way to go about betting those stage of elimination props that could be useful to people. I think for a lot of those, you know, it, those particular props, the the hold is such that it's, you know, pretty, you, know, you, you have to have, like, I, I would think a, an angle on the team where, you know, for example, uh, you know, let's say, let's say you like, um, you know, a team like the Giants to win the, win the NFC East, um, you know, more than the market does. And let's say you're limited uh, on betting the NFC East. Uh, then there might be some value in betting um, them to sort of be eliminated at a certain part of the playoffs because they they might have what it takes to be you know much like the Washington football team last year they might have what it takes to win the NFC East but they don't have what it takes to win a playoff game for example and that's where you might see the positive EV aspect of that bet um, but the hold for markets like that is a lot bigger than the hold for like a regular win total or a regular division odds so it would have to be one of those situations where you're trying to diversify. And you surrender some EV um, for uh, you know being you know the the possibility for to get more money down uh, on a future, um, which is not a problem that a lot of people have, but it might be a problem if you are somebody who is betting quite a bit on these preseason markets. Eric and uh, George Shahuri put out the Pro Football Focus Forecast podcast, one of the better ones out there for those trying to understand a little bit more about what Eric was just talking about, whether it's the uh, the Wong teaser or talking about the hold in the markets. And on that podcast, Eric, uh, you have given your opinion on that Washington football team that you just mentioned. And I gather you are a little bit lower than some in the market on the prospects for the WFT. Yeah, I mean, I and I actually, my boss Neil Hornsby, the guy that founded PFF, was it was disagreeing with me at the office uh, yesterday, and I, I went through and, and looked at his schedule 
and, and I said, you know, they're a team that's only favored three times all year, four times if you count week one. Uh, let's say they close favorites in that one, although I think uh, the Chargers will end up at least a point favor or so in that game. But they're only favored three times. If you look at their first 12 games, um, there's a fairly good chance that through 12 games they'll be 3-9. and nine. Uh, I know Gil talked about this well, the last time I was on the show this week. last five games is actually quite favorable to them. They go uh, Philly twice, I believe, and then uh, in, two, in three weeks, and Dallas twice in three weeks. But they might already be under that win total by the time they get to those last five games. Um, it's just a really tough quarterback uh, uh, schedule for them. Brady, Rodgers, Wilson, Mahomes. Uh, even Herbert at the very beginning, uh, Matt Ryan as well, and then obviously if Prescott it remains healthy, that's you know a, a thorn in the side of this bet. Um, they're facing a lot better quarterbacks than they did last year, where the Eagles' quarterback situation fell apart, the Dallas' quarterback situation fell apart, the Giants they lost it, hit them twice, but that quarterback situation wasn't great either. Um, and you know, and the the best quarterback that they beat all season was Ben Roethlisberger, who was in the 20s in terms of yards per play and stuff like that. So. It's just a tougher one. I know their defense is talented, but defenses in the NFL almost always go the way of their schedule. And uh, if that's the case, that's a humongous spread for Ryan Fitzpatrick to cover. And I think I like him a lot. I think he's uh, extremely fun for the league. But for me to bet on him to have a winning record in a year where the defense might end up being closer to average than number one, uh, I, I think that the under for them is probably the better play. Talking to Eric Giger, data scientist at Pro Football Focus, executive director of research and development there. Uh, Eric, I know you don't you don't necessarily bet preseason as we've established, uh, but you can glean some stuff from preseason, and most notably last night, Mac Jones with the New England Patriots, thirteen of nineteen for eighty-seven, no touchdowns, no picks, one sack. Doesn't you know leap off the page? However, if you watch that game, he looked to be in total control of that offense. Uh, do you get the feeling, if you're reading the tea leaves, that he may start game one? There are markets where people can bet into that. I'm curious if you do. And if you do, do you think the Patriots uh, are a better football team with him? Uh, I think the answer to that second question is probably yes. Um, I, I do know that the markets are converging a little bit if you look at them. Uh, you know, Cam is becoming less likely to be the week one starter. I kind of understand that um, because there's not a ton of a future with Cam, right? Like we know, you know, 2015, he was the MVP of the league, but he, and in 2018, he had a good first half of the season, but we've really never seen him reach those heights again. Uh, and he's been consistently injured. And when you take a quarterback at pick 15, I, I look, I compare, I compare, uh, Mac Jones to Kirk Cousins, which I think some people believe is a pejorative, but I actually think, you know, if you're if you can get, you know, top top half of the league play out of your quarterback for what they pay the fifteenth overall pick in the draft, that gives you so much uh, of an ability to build a roster for those three or four years. Um, we've seen play, you know, we've seen teams like the Rams take Jared Goff to the Super Bowl, uh, the Eagles with Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, that the depth on that Eagles team was in large part due to the, you know, there was a lot of injuries, but they had depth in large part due to the fact that when was on a rookie deal and they were able to get rid of Sam Bradford to the Minnesota Vikings and his big deal, um, you know, Russell Wilson made the Super Bowl on a rookie contract. Like it, it's, it's, there's two ways to win in the NFL, to win Super Bowls is to have, you know, two, the top two or three quarterback in the NFL on a veteran deal or have a, uh, above average quarterback on a rookie wage scale deal. And the fastest way to know if, he, if that quarterback is above average is to play him. 
To that end, as you handicap looking at the Chicago Bears, at the San Francisco 49ers, at the New England Patriots, and you're trying to figure out these teams, and we don't know exactly when the rookie quarterbacks that they drafted are going to see the field, how are you dealing with the win totals for those teams with the difference between the two quarterbacks that are in play? Yeah, you have to build in dynamic uncertainty into your into your simulations. You have to build in uh, uncertainty for injuries. You have to build a, build in uncertainty for poor play, um, because if you don't do that, then you get you you essentially have too much certainty on the tails. So a team uh, that was supposed to be bad uh, will you'll, your simulation will almost always pick him to go under. Um, a team that's supposed to be amazing. I remember, you know, not to not to call anybody out, but like Football Outsiders in 2019, uh, before the the Super Bowl gave the Ravens like a before the playoffs gave the Ravens like a 50 percent chance to win the Super Bowl, which like no betting market would support. But it was because they weren't building in uncertainty uh, for game outcomes, but also how those game outcomes affected the the teams, right? And so. Um, you, you have to build that in. You have to build in the sample paths that include Josh Allen going from a bottom third quarterback in the league to a top third quarterback in the league. Um, you also have to build in the uncertainty that Trey Lance plays, and Trey Lance plays really well. And and if he does, you know, the, the 49ers are probably going to be worthy of the of a top five team in terms of Super Bowl odds. You also have to build in that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play and can play really well. It, it, it's all a part of that game, and it's and it's part of the art. Uh, and not science of, of, of these simulations, but you certainly have to build it in or else, you know, you're going to be stuck holding the bag in some cases when the uncertain thing happens. Football nerd on football nerd violence, Eric. I caught it there. We have it on tape. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Shot at uh, football outsiders. But no, a great point made. Let me ask you a question. I, I have asked you this on both shows um, that we do here. Um, about, you know, what's the thing that handicappers miss the most from week to week. So I'm not going to ask you that again. What I would like to ask you is, in all of your research going into the 2021 football season, what is the sort of stat or number that you uncovered that you think might cause the betting public, or maybe just even the uh, football fans, to, first of all, be blown away by and maybe cause them to rethink how they feel about whatever the subject of that stat is? That's, that's a great uh, question. I, I would, I would say that to me, the thing that I've uncovered this off season was a, in response to my favorite team losing the Super Bowl, and that is the value of secondary receivers when two great teams are matched up. Um, so you look at, um, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay has like a good enough wide receiver core of Devontae Adams and a bunch of scrubs to win 13 games out of 16. But, you know, almost every year when they face a team like Tampa Bay that has a ton of defensive backs. We already know this about defensive backs. We know defensive backfields go as the weakest link go. But when you match up two great teams, the offense in the passing game goes as the third or fourth guy goes. And so when you look at teams that appear to be pretty anti-fragile, like Kansas City with Kelsey and Hill, um, Green Bay with Adams, um, you know, teams even like the Colts uh, with T.Y. Hilton and kind of no one else, when they face a really great team that can throw defensive backs your way, you know, in 2019 it was Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins turned into J.D. Drew for a playoff stretch for the Chiefs. And in 2020, Nicole Hartman didn't step up. Sammy Watkins didn't step up. And Tampa Bay was able to effectively shut down Kansas City with a pass rush. Um, when, I, when I'm handicapping some of these teams, I'm thinking, okay, I know this team's going to be great, 
Um, can they win a Super Bowl? The thing that I've um, the thing that I'm looking towards now in terms of placing that that futures bet on a Super Bowl winner is how deep are they at the wide receiver position? You look at Tampa Bay, um, Jalen Darden in the draft, Scotty Miller, big NFC championship game, Tyler Johnson, big catches down the stretch. That team to me is the most anti fragile because they have if a defense can take away X, Y, and Z, they can still they can still get get you with their fourth option. Eric, on the podcast, you and George discussed for each team the uh, most important non-quarterback player for those teams. If you were to take that group of players as a whole and say, who do you think some of the most important non-quarterbacks are to the overall outcomes of their teams this year, what would be sort of that small group at the top? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think that it's what makes Tampa Bay great. Like, I think... You know, and I think seven to one. If you can find them, there are some markets where you can take Tampa Bay seven to one. Um, that is still a, a value, and it's because not only is Brady great. Brady got twenty-five million dollars in surplus value last year. He's worth fifty million on the field, paid twenty-five. Um, but they, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers use that twenty-five really effectively. And Antonio Brown was sneaky, but they had, they spent seven draft picks the last three drafts on defensive backs and when you look at you know when it came playoff time and they were playing great offenses those great offenses had to pat the ball a lot and so for me like when i look at the the most important non-quarterbacks i look at tampa bay and say that if that group performs similarly to last year they're going to be extremely hard to beat especially given that their schedule is one of the easiest in all of football Eric, uh, i leave you with this. Uh, for years, uh, those that I know who model football, uh, there was always a Bill Belichick factor when uh, New England Patriots games were involved where their numbers just didn't capture whatever the Belichick coaching staff factor was. They always had to, uh, you know, think twice about their numbers if it called for a fade of the Patriots, in other words, for so many years. Is there a head coach or a coaching staff that has already been established. Obviously, we don't know about new head co- uh, new head coaches and their new staffs, but the ones that have existed here in recent history that has flummoxed you the most, per your numbers here in recent history. Uh, I think Baltimore. Um, John Harbaugh to me is an M- is a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, somebody who gets who squeezes the most juice out of the orange. I think currently Andy Reid's another one, but Andy Reid. Against and Andy Reid's been terrific against the spread during his Chiefs career, but last season, of course, they didn't cover from the Jets game midseason all the way to the AFC title game. Um, so you know, it, it, it obviously oscillates. People get overrated over time, but John Harbaugh to me is a guy who you look at that team and they consistently are better than the sum of the parts. Not only that, but in preseason, since we happen to be in preseason, uh, John Harbaugh and the Ravens, who are in action this weekend, uh, John Harbaugh and the Ravens preseason historically, 17 straight wins straight up in preseason, 8-0 against the spread in week one of preseason since 2011. For those who like preseason trends, there you go, there you go, John Harbaugh. Eric, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Take care, guys. Eric Eager uh, from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric if you want to check him out. Uh, 10 to 3 Buffalo Bills. 24 seconds left in the second quarter. Trying to preserve the uh, the split on the Bills here. A uh, intentional grounding call on Davis Webb certainly hurt my uh, helped my cause, I should say. But the Bills do have one timeout left and 16 seconds left to still ruin my uh, two bets. Give me a split, for goodness sake, stop them. We're coming back with VEASAN's primetime action. We'll update all the baseball scores next. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Primetime action. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Gil Alexander, Adam Candy in for Matt Brown, Isaiah Wrinkle in for Kelly Bidlin tonight. Uh, two preseason football games thus far. There is a third, by the way, uh, later tonight. We should uh, we should mention that, but just the updates on the two games going on right now. Titans beating the Falcons 13-0. Uh, latter stages of the second quarter. 57 seconds left of that second quarter. In-game numbers minus 12.5 on the Titans. Uh, in-game total 31. By the way, if you want to play the Falcons on the Money line down uh, thirteen to nothing, six to one on the Falcons. Does that interest you, Adam Candy, at all? No, absolutely not. <laughs> and then the Bills and the Lions do go to halftime. I did split my bets. Uh, lost a little juice, by the way. Thirteen to three. Bills lead the Lions at the half. It does go under the total of eighteen, but uh, no Lions money line. The Bills uh, getting it done primarily on the ground. One of these instances where the coaches and the coaching staff told you exactly what they were going to do primarily on offense, and they fell, followed through with it by not really airing the ball out much at all 
Let's get you up to date on Major League Baseball as well. Gil with a full card here going at the moment. Reds just maintaining a 3-0 lead on that Joey Votto three-run homer off of Zach Wheeler. Uh, the Phils are plus 310 to come back here in the top of the fifth inning. Indians, Zach Plesak is shutting down the Tigers here at the moment. It is 4-0 Cleveland. Uh, Tigers are 6-1 to on the money line to come back. Dodgers have added one behind Julio Urias, and it is 2-0. The Dodgers leading the Mets. Mets plus 340 coming back. The brain-dead parlay wasn't looking good for a little while there, Gil. The Cubs had gone out to a 4-1 to lead, but Cubs going to Cubs. Adbert Alzale has been racked by Miami. 5-4 Miami in the second inning uh, down in Florida. The Cubs are already plus 325 to come back in that spot. And the Baltimore Orioles trailing Boston Red Sox at Fenway. Nick Pavetta on the bump for Boston. It is 5-1 to for the Red Sox in the fourth inning. 11-1 for the Orioles to make an unlikely comeback. Uh, the game in Pittsburgh officially rained out between Milwaukee and the Pirates. And still in a weather delay between the Nationals and the Bravos. Yeah, and I failed to mention the Bills in-game, or not in-game, but really second-half wager right now. But the in-game, uh, you can make second-half bets, but the in-game right now, Bills seven-point favorites in this ball game. It was seven-and-a-half moments ago, so uh, some Lions money. Some Lions money, uh, 33 and a half the in-game total, by the way. If you want the Lions on the money line, uh, down 10 at the half, plus 260 on the Lions per DraftKings. Did you make a brain-dead uh, money line baseball parlay in the end or no? Uh, no, no, not not this evening. I did not. Uh, Miami was a bridge too far for me to get uh, involved in that. But the Cubs have now just given up two more runs. It is 7-4 Miami. We are still in the second inning as that game has uh, oh gone over. Goodness. That could go on all night. Uh, for sure. By the way, uh, Cincinnati, as you mentioned, still on top of the Phillies, three to nothing in that one, which has implications for both teams, even with more than a quarter of the season left. Uh, so, about the Cy Young stuff we were talking about earlier, are are you like if you if I said to you, okay, Adam Candy, you must place. I know you bet Degrom, but now we have the news on Degrom. For those who missed it again, he won't be throwing for another two weeks. That was confirmed today. They had hoped to sort of get him tossing earlier. Uh, but that won't be the case, just not doing a thing for two more weeks. Hopefully, if the Mets get into the postseason, though, Jacob deGrom will be available. For the Cy Young, it's a totally different story. But if I said to you right now, Adam, uh, you must make a bet on the American League Cy Young and the National League Cy Young. Who are your two guys per the odds? Uh I will go back to what Joe Sheehan uh, talked about with us last night on the American League and say that I'm still with Garrett Cole. Uh, as long as Garrett Cole comes back as expected here over the next few days, comes back and pitches at the level that he has. Uh, Lance Lynn looked a bit shaky last night, and I still think Lance Lynn is a bit overvalued to be out to minus too. 175 or so. Garrett Cole uh, at plus 330 last I had looked was probably about as good of a value, I think, as there is on either side of the board here when it comes to uh, Cy Young Awards. In the National League, this is going to really come down to your preference to me between Corbin Burns and Zach Wheeler uh, by the time you get down to it. Uh, Zach Wheeler well ahead of Burns. And so basically, I think the peripherals on Burns, the advanced numbers on Burns are so outstanding that if he continues this and Milwaukee ultimately wins the National League Central as it looks like they will, that uh, Corbin Burns should be the bet in front of Zach Wheeler because they're pretty close. What about National League MVP with Fernando Tatis, the, uh, the short shot here? To still get it. 
That shoulder is not fixed. Fernando Tatis could go out again at any time. It is very difficult for me to think about betting on Fernando Tatis at yeah. the moment. I'd ask you about the American League, but uh, Shohei Otani is such a prohibitive favorite at this point that it looks like he might even be able to stop playing baseball now and he would still get it. Shohei Otani, a pitcher who will not win the Cy Young, but will win the MVP. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting kind of season these days uh, in Major League Baseball. We'll come back. Betting superstitions. It's Friday the 13th. In honor of Friday the 13th, sports betting superstitions. Oh, there's a bunch of these. Next on Prime Primetime Action. The NFL preseason is kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Look at that. Looks good. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks. The discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com, pardon me, slash subscribe. Not the pardon me part. You get it. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. Adam Candy is here tonight on VEASAN's Primetime Action in for Matt Brown. Uh, Isaiah Wrinkle is in for Kelly Bidlin. And because it's Friday the 13th, and by the way, thank you, Isaiah, because I didn't even realize it was Friday the 13th until he pointed it out to me. Um, so good on him for that. But one of the things he said, he goes, hey, let's do this superstitions, this betting superstition segment, which is a great idea by Isaiah Wrinkle. But then he gave an example, right, to sort of suggest, and he said, like Matt Brown's favorite, the away umpire trend because like any ump really wants to hang for an extra half an inning that's not a superstition that's just a uh, betting stupidity is what that is not a betting superstition well why don't you tell us more about what would qualify as an actual superstition here on a spooky friday the 13th <laughs> on a ghoulish on a macabre friday the 13th here in, in august i just wanted to say macabre by the way all right so shall i uh, define can, can we go to uh, the dictionary for the word superstition and then we'll apply well, it we're, to we're already there for macabre so okay. let's go ahead uh, on superstition. so so superstition again an excessively credulous belief in and reverence for supernatural beings that's the first one but really what we're applying to here is a widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event. Okay? So that's what we're really looking for. Can I give a first example, and then perhaps you could riff off of this? Oh, I, I would like to hear at least one. Okay, here's a first example, and this is one, oh, this is one that's universal. This is pure science. I don't even know if it's superstition, Adam. Uh, when someone calls out a betting victory for you, uh, before the victory is actually secured. Science, that if you do that, the bet will actually lose, even though it looks like it will win. Because well, the person actually congratulated you for having the winning bet before it happened. And we know that that works because in history, anyone who has ever, in a related <laughs> moment, yes. they've talked about a no-hitter prior to the no-hitter happening, Correct. and then that no-hitter has been broken up. It is because you... 
you, dear listener, on your couch, said it to your friend or significant other. That's right? exactly, That's exactly right. it. That's how the bet worked for Gil. That's exactly right. This is this is by the way, we're we're joking that this is science, but there are actual sports bettors out there who believe it to be science. It is probably of all of them, maybe the strongest universal superstition in sports betting. And to your point right there, Adam, there are legitimately people who hold grudges against people for doing that. Like you dude, you're not supposed to say that. And if it goes against them, they legitimately think it was their buddy uttering <laughs> congratulations that caused the defeat. Oh, human beings, we're so stupid. Take it away. What's your next one? Oh, you want another I one? I want to know. Oh, I got that another one. That one was fantastic. That What's one, your second one? That one's, that one's the most relatable, yeah. I think, to people. Yeah. Uh, here's another one that uh, we'll start to get a little more nuanced on this. Uh, one... And I'm, and I, I'm sure you've been there. We've all been there. If you've, if you've bet sports long enough, here's another superstition. Uh, if you, if you don't bet something that you're thinking about betting, it will win easily. But you know in your heart that if you had bet it, at best it would have been a sweat for you, and you probably also might have lost. <laughs> you might have lost it as well. How's that one for you? Your, uh, your former producer, Jeff Parles, likes to call it the VEASAN host lean that hits at roughly 99.9%. Yeah, that's what he because calls we it. Talk, we talk about it uh, <laughs> on these airwaves Parlay. and say, well, yes. we were leaning toward that when we didn't actually bet it, <laughs> and of course that's why it came home. So it's completely understandable that uh, the same mental acuity that leads to being able to to kill somebody else's bet, yes, you essentially kill your own by not having played it. It is. It is. Uh, I am as as we go with these because I have one more after this. I am more. Be- I have more belief in this one than I did the previous one. So yes, if I am considering a wager and I, I just can't get there, and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to bet. It. Of course, it's going to coast a victory. Uh, <laughs> we parlay 99% Vizanos lean. That's awesome. But it, that same thing once again. If I do bet it, or I just, I also simultaneously have the belief that had I, I, this is, and this is just an acknowledgement of how things work in the gambling world, with the gambling gods. Had I done so, it never would have been this easy. It would have been just the most awful sweat ever, and maybe I would have lost it. I, I really, I, I just think that that's gambling science right there. And all of these things are best served in threes, Gil. So yes. what is your third yes. betting superstition? By the way, uh, as I'm going through these, there's going to be people tuning in at some point. They go, does he really believe this stuff? Uh, no, I don't. Though I kind of do, if you know what I mean. All right, here's number three. Uh, if, I, uh, if I don't bet, oh, no, that's the one I just did. Pardon me. Uh, here's number three. This one is super nuanced because this one, like, you've had to have to bet for a long time to have this experience happen enough where you become convinced of it. Oftentimes, you ready for this, Adam Candy? Winning streaks start with a win you don't deserve and losing streaks with a loss you don't deserve. So follow me here. Um, I was having a terrible, like, February a few years back. I'm on the University of Wisconsin basketball team, like minus nine or something like that. The, they barely force overtime. And then in overtime, they crush their opponent and win by more than nine points. A, a win that I never deserved to have, but somehow uh, the benevolent gambling gods decided to shine their light on me that night. And what it does somehow over time, and I, if, you, if you've bet long enough, uh, uh, knock on wood if you hear me, I believe John Gruden used to say, something like that. Um, then it will just, it will cause all of a sudden a cavalcade of wins for me. 
triggered by this thing I had no business deserving. By the way, it happens the opposite way. If I am having a, a good patch, but then something I deserve to win, like you get this horrible bad beat against you, I can't tell you how many times I've said it out loud, oh no, here comes a massive, massive haul of losers. Have you ever experienced either of those, to the good or to the bad? I think my tendency is much more to think about it on the negative side as to some of the bad beats that we've talked about on these airwaves yeah. being the beginnings of some really ugly runs. However, I think for me, I, I think about it more in, in the vein of this. Uh, I believe that if I go back to the well on something that I suffered a very bad beat on, mm -hmm. karmically, that same team, that same player... I'm owed. Owes you one. I'm owed. It's coming back to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I have no proof of that whatsoever. I was going to say. But it is going to come back around to me because all of these things in the end even out. Right? 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 Let me know right. how that works for you. By the way, uh, tweet uh, us your favorite uh, betting superstition, whether you believe it or not. Especially if you believe it, though, for reals. Uh, I'm at beating the book. Adam at Adam Candy. That's at Adam Candy. C-A-N-D-E-E. -E. We'd love to hear ones that we've left out. Uh, it is Beast's primetime action. Among other things, we'll talk to Paul Carr coming up about the Premier League season-long bets. Bets this weekend. It's Beast's primetime action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back to Vison's Prime Time Action from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Adam Candy, and for Matt Brown tonight. Uh, glad you could stick with us. Uh, some pre-flop bets. I had a couple in football. They split. I have one in tennis later on Jessica Pagula as a dog against Anjabur up there in Montreal. Typically, we'll do some live betting. Although, uh, on Friday the 13th, some weird things are happening. And specifically, perhaps the weirdest in this Mets game. Well, the uh, the New York Mets are down 3 nothing to the Los Angeles Dodgers, bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, Urias is pitching very well. Just a little bit to the south of that, Gil, things have gone absolutely crazy. By the in Mets Miami. game, I meant the Miami Marlins game. I was trying to just roll yes. right through on That's there, but, uh, mm-hmm. so, but we continue. Uh, the Miami Marlins were down 4 to 1 going into the bottom of the second inning. That was many many minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh it is still the bottom of the second inning in Miami uh in a game that started an hour and 45 minutes ago. Uh the Miami Marlins have scored 11 runs in the second inning. Uh, the only two outs of the 15 batters who have come to the plate have been both from Jesus Luzardo, the starting pitcher. <laughs> wow. Uh, there have been 147 pitches thrown to this point. Are you kidding? The Marlins lead the Cubs 12-4 to in the bottom of the second. The Cubs are 40-1 to to come back. There actually is a run line up at the moment. Cubs catching 8.5 minus 40. The total is 21.5. So the Cubs have lost 8 in a row, 10 of 11, 14 of 16, and have given up run totals, as I mentioned earlier. Oh, you know, just some examples. 17 runs, 10 runs, 9 runs, 8 runs. And you ask yourself if you're a Cub fan, could, it, could this get worse? The answer apparently is yes. Because you were starting to believe, hey, we're up 4-1 to one on the Marlins tonight. Maybe tonight <laughs> Maybe. is when we turn things around. And the answer to that is no. By the way, uh, Miguel Rojas has grounded out the inning is mercifully oh, over. my goodness. I need to find what the initial st- uh, attendance was for this game because I can't imagine what it is actually right now. Well, so, that, yeah, because it, it does – what leaps to mind is the notion that if, if we're through two innings and the game is an, uh, roughly an hour and 42 minutes old, you could be staring at a five-hour baseball game for sure. On a random Friday night between, let's face it, the Marlins and the Cubs, this isn't a playoff game, right? Which you, would, you wouldn't mind watching a five-hour baseball game. Although Isaiah Wrinkle tells us he would happily watch through, sit through a five-hour baseball game between the Marlins and the Cubs at this point. Let's be honest. If this, if, if this game still has fans at it, the Marlins, Derek Jeter right now needs to walk down to every one of those concession stands, tell them it's half-price beer for the rest of the night, yeah. try to get somebody to stay at this game through the next six and a half innings because 12-4 oh to four for the Marlins in the first place, my God. Oh, my goodness, that is bad. Well, uh, 
neither the Marlins, uh, well, the, neither the Marlins or the Cubs are going to go to the uh, the postseason. Uh, and we talked about yes/no playoff props in baseball. How about doing some yes/no playoff props in the NFL? Would that interest you? Might that be of interest to you? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is very simple. These are available at DraftKings. They're available at lots of spots, but we'll give you the DraftKings numbers here. Simple, yes, no. Will these teams make the playoffs? And they do it for all 32 teams in the National Football League. Obviously, a team like the Chiefs, the yes is minus 1,000, right? Uh, you'd have to lay uh, a prohibitive price because, let's face it, unless there's injuries, Chiefs are going to the playoffs. The no, conversely, would be 6-1. to one. You would get six times your... Uh, your dollar on that if they failed to make the playoffs, you'll notice that the Buccaneers are also big favorites at yes, minus 700, no at plus 500. But as you continue to go down that list, uh, then it becomes much more interesting, and perhaps there is some betting value that we might be able to identify. Just on a glance here, rather than going through all the teams, is there one that leaps off the page for you, either to the yes or no, Adam? I'll tell you what, there are two teams here that I think are one injury away from being quite valuable on this list, and they're the two teams from the AFC North, the Ravens and the Browns. Uh, Lamar Jackson giving way to Trace McSorley would hamper that team quite significantly, Mm -hmm. quite quickly, and I think either one of those teams... Think about the injury situation they could face, even if it's not the starting quarterback. That division is going to be brutal. Uh, Even the Bengals at the bottom of that division are not a walkover. So those are numbers that jump out at me. Gil, I want to ask you a question on on some of these yeses, though. If you were someone who had a bankroll the size of wanting to just play a couple of bankroll builders on ones that you thought are certainties, what do you think are the most certain of these yes prices that are as, uh, you know, as unattractive as they are to the average person. Well, let's just start with the Chiefs. What you're asking me is, if you have the unlimited bankroll, would you lay the money? Would you lay the minus 1,000? And the answer to that is probably yes. And that we don't talk about that enough, really, because it's not necessarily relatable to a, to a, a wide net of people. But there are some of the most successful bettors have really liquid accounts And a bet like that is one that they will actually gravitate towards. They don't mind because they're so liquid. They don't mind baking that bet on the Chiefs, uh, who, by the way, are also susceptible to key injuries, right? All these teams are. But the Chiefs, um, you know, you'll, you'll bet against an injury. How about that? I'm sure there's a lot of successful bettors who would actually play that because, again, if injury is the only thing that topple you, they're willing to, you know, it's a calculated bet. They're willing to make that bet. And they have no problem waiting, uh, you know, through the 18-game schedule. Remember, there's a buy for everybody. 18-game uh, schedule to get paid on that because they're gambling with the rest of their money without uh, interruption. So that's something that they, they would do. And so, yeah, if I, if I had it, I'd bet it. I would. And so you look at the Chiefs at minus 1,000. And to the point of what Gil is talking about here, if you had $10,000 sitting around, which I know most of you out there, if you had $10,000 sitting around, you're probably not listening to us right now. But if you did and you could make $1,000 on the idea of the Chiefs making the playoffs, you're feeling pretty confident about that. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, Isaiah, uh, do we have a Falcons number on a yes or no? Because I don't see them there on that list. We didn't put all 32 teams' uh, space, obviously, uh, an issue. There we go. A little flip of the page. Falcons are yes. Falcons yes is at plus 190. I thought I was being more clever, Adam. I thought I was going to get more bang for my buck on the Falcons. But the Falcons are plus 190. Um, not as much as I would like on it. Let's put it this way. 
let's go to the right side of that screen because that's where you start to get nice bang for your buck on yeses. Is there any team on the right side there, Adam? Anyone? Talking Giants, Eagles, Jags, Raiders, Bengals, Jets, Lions, Texans. By the way, how the Raiders uh, have uh, you know been immersed in that side of the uh, of the of the of the uh, screen on in that column. By the way, I agree with that. But is there a team you would take a yes flyer on? All right, so let's look at the top four teams there, the Giants, the Eagles, the Jaguars, and the Raiders, because those are the teams where I can chart you a path to the playoffs. And I think the odds on the Giants and the Eagles are obviously not for wild cards. Those are for winning an NFC East that no one has a lot of belief in. Uh, I like it more on the Giants than I do on the Eagles. The Giants' defense was actually sneaky good last year. They need one unit and one unit alone to come around. It's just that that offensive line is so bad, so over-the-top terrible, that the Giants are not a sound bet. I think the Jaguars are going to be better than people expect. This was a team that was on the bad side of many one-score games last year, even though you don't recognize the fact that they were because they lost 15 consecutive games. And so, obviously, the Jaguars are getting that black mark against them. The Raiders' defense could be better. Could. I do not think it will be better. Mm -hmm. But if it is any better, if Gus Bradley's scheme truly does bring something to this team... This offense is a lot better than people think it is. Uh, They have offensive line questions after the rebuild, but I say that because I am someone who believes that Derek Carr is an above-average NFL quarterback, and above-average NFL quarterback play is enough to get you through when everything else is in the right place. There's a reason it's plus 350. There's a reason the Jaguars are 3-1. to If you made me put down some money on this, even as much as it probably sounds like a homer bet on the New York Giants, it probably would be the Giants at 225. Okay, that was going to be my question. If there was a, if there was one you had to bet on the right side of yes, uh, which would it be? You said the Giants plus 225. If we could switch back, guys, to the other one, because I'll ask Adam the same question on the left column. If you had to bet one of the teams that is, uh, by, per betting market, favored to make the playoffs uh, by the most here on the left side, and you were forced to play a no on one of those teams to miss the playoffs on the left side. We're talking Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Ravens, Packers, Browns, Rams, Niners. Uh, so going from 6-1 to one down to plus 150, you were forced to play one. Which is the one you would play to miss? Maybe you already called your shot earlier. Potentially so. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are right up there at the top for me at uh, plus 110. I believe that Pete Carroll is not going to allow Russell Wilson to show off the range of talent that Russell Wilson has. He is going to continue to insist upon pounding the football into the line with Chris Carson at all. And he has made clear he wants a 50-50 split between running and passing. In the NFL in 2021, that is not a formula for success unless you have a Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook level running back who can operate at the efficiency that most passing offenses do. So that my thought is first to the Seahawks. The next one I would look at is actually the Dallas Cowboys. I am not at all sold on the defensive Um, shall we say, renaissance that they believe they might have under Dan Quinn. Mm -hmm. They were terrible last year. The personnel hasn't changed a whole lot to make them much better. That front four is horrendous for the Dallas Cowboys, and they only have one pass to the playoffs through the NFC East. Okay, we only have a minute left. You cheated, and you went to the right side, though, and you picked the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Left column, Adam, one team. Who is it? No. Matt Brown, I'm sorry. The Cleveland Browns. That's what I thought you were going with. Plus 175 on the Browns. 
just because of the Baker? What happens? What if it something happens to Baker Mayfield angle, or there's other angles for you? Because with the Cleveland Browns, it is down to Baker Mayfield. It is down to his ability to take a step to become even the guy he was last year consistently. He has to do that for this team to succeed in a very difficult division. It's a better answer than I thought you were going to give. I thought you were going to say, because, Gil, they're the Browns. That's what I thought you were going to say. Thank you for playing, by the way. Sorry for cheating. No, that's okay. No, no. I expect more from me, but okay. Uh, Next hour, we'll talk to Paul Carr. Premier League, uh, full season uh, props, and uh, talking about uh, also futures as well. And then, games this weekend. He's got thoughts. We'll update all the scores as well. It's VEASAN's primetime action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.